Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Parents in particular may find today's topic of value, especially those with children in their teens who are approaching or, or may already be in college. Uh, I think this one will be of, of great value. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell uh, back for another legal discussion. And today we're going to talk um, not about a particular law or, or legal issue, but rather one, uh, a law that is being proposed and what it might mean if enacted. Um, this particular proposal has, has made its way through both the House and Senate in Illinois and, and covers an issue that's unfortunately been a, a bit too frequent in our recent headlines. Uh, the proposal deals with providing underage drinkers uh, with some form of amnesty if, if they reach out to authorities or medical professionals uh, in a time when they, they or someone they are with needs medical assistance. Uh, helping us navigate the topic today is Attorney Sarah Floor of Lavelle Law Limited. Sarah has uh, she's been establishing her practice at Lavelle Law over the last year, and uh, is certainly a uh, welcome addition to our podcast here. So, Sarah, very glad you had the time today. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, was I correct uh, there when I used the word amnesty in in the introduction? Uh, you know, if, if if that's the right word, can you tell us a little bit about what an amnesty policy is? Exactly. That's kind of the general term that's been used um, in other states who have enacted this kind of law. And basically, it's just a law or act um, that protects from liabilities those who seek medical attention as a result of illegal actions. That's kind of the general scope of what an amnesty policy is. Um, And like you said in the introduction, in Illinois, they are proposing a law which would provide amnesty to minors who call um, on behalf of an individual who has had too much to drink in an emergency-type situation. Okay. And, yeah, well, we should get into some of the specifics here. And I, I don't um, uh, I don't even know, you know, we'll, t- we'll talk about the law where it's at and, and you can share what you know about it. But when you talk about, you know, amnesty, and, and I don't want to get too granular here, so just stop me if I'm on the wrong path, but when you talk about a policy like this, does it prevent legal charges um, from from being filed related to the specific issue? So as an example, if someone is drinking underage and this amnesty policy says, all right, if you need help, we will not sort of, you know, say anything about the underage drinking. But if they're also involved in some other crime while they're doing that, is everything clear or is it just related to the underage drinking in a, in a policy like this? Right. Or do you it's, even know at this point? This particular law would just be related to the underage drinking. If anything else is going on, any other kind of criminal activity, those charges could still be brought. But as far as minors um, who are drinking, as far as that goes, there would no be there would be no criminal liability. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah, and I think that's a great distinction to have there. So you mentioned um, using this as a comparison to to other places. Are, are amnesty provisions common across the U.S. that you know of? They are, actually. Um, if adopted, Illinois would be the 30th state to pass this kind of law. Additionally, um, a lot of universities themselves have policies called Good Samaritan policies, um, where if 
law enforcement officers are called to the scene, um, the university themselves will provide immunity to those minors who make a point to call officer, law officers. Okay, um, and that's great because you, you sort of um, grabbed a question I had there because I, I wanted to make it clear to the listeners that you know this this law is specific to uh, or this proposal is specific to legal charges by by authorities. But you're saying in, in many cases, then the school or other uh, governing body might also offer some sort of amnesty under situations like this. Exactly. Okay. Now, I, I mentioned you know the fact that we've we've read about this a lot in recent years. There's really been a lot of stories um, uh, about college students in particular losing their life due to excessive drinking. Um, uh, we hear about it a lot at, at college fraternities in particular, and in fact, there was a you know a recent story here not too long ago at, at Northern Illinois University. So, locally, people are aware of this type of thing. Um, you know, these are they're tragic stories. They they generate significant headlines. From your perspective, as you look at this, are, are these isolated incidents or incidents, or is alcohol poisoning the you know something that goes on and is more frequent than we might know about? Um, I think that it's more frequent than even as what's reported. Um, the Center for Disease Control, they have reported deaths. Um, in Illinois, they average about 57 people die in Illinois from alcohol poisoning each year. Of those, they say about nine are minors, but they also say that this is something that's highly underreported. Um, sometimes it's just a contributing factor when a minor will get behind the wheel of a car and then cause an accident, and those would not necessarily be included in these numbers. So sometimes you read the statistics and you're thinking it's not that big of a deal, but I think that the statistics don't really give the full story and what could be prevented from this kind of law being in place. And I would guess then that, that prevention is, is really what this law is about, um, you know, is are the authors of this bill and, and the supporters stating that that's the general intent, or, or what's their objective in trying to get this on the books? Exactly. Yeah, they're saying that um, they just want to encourage minors to do the right things. A lot of times, minors would be in a situation they're scared that if they call the police and they show up, then they're going to be arrested, and you know they're futures are going to be over. But the proponents of this bill are saying what we really need to do is take a step back and look at what could, I mean, we're trying to save lives here. We shouldn't have minors afraid to call the police and do the right thing and save their friends' lives because they think, you know, they're going to have this mark on their criminal record for the rest of the life, their lives. Yeah, very, very important distinction there. Uh, we're, we're talking to Sarah Flora, an attorney at Lavelle Law Limited. Um, She's taken some time out of her schedule to, to join us today and, and sharing some information about uh, a new law proposed here in Illinois, um, as she has described, to provide amnesty to underage drinkers in scenarios where they're seeking assistance, medical assistance for themselves or for other individuals who uh, most likely are, are also underage. Um, uh, Sarah has, has joined us before, and we're looking forward to having her with us on a, on a regular basis going forward. You know, you, you can always stop by LavelleLaw.com if you'd like to find out more about uh, Sarah or any of our other guests that stop by from Lavelle Law. Um, LavelleLaw.com also provides a, a good collection of uh, uh, very interesting articles um, that uh, Sarah and her colleagues uh, develop over time, and, and she's already been a, a contributor there. And uh, on that homepage, you're going to find... Um, some of our recent videos that we've been doing with uh, some of the partners at the firm, and we'll expand that. So if uh, anyone listening has topics they'd like to see a video uh, 
developed on, just uh, give us a, a call, drop us a note, and uh, we'll certainly look at getting that done. Um, now, w- when we talk about a bill like this, um, certainly it sounds like it makes a lot of sense and deserves a lot of support, but I imagine that um, in some cases there's always someone who's going to take a contrarian view and say, well, what this does is it just encourages underage drinking. And and, and to me, that seems like a a fairly narrow view to take, but is that a concern that people have raised? That's pretty much the entire argument against this kind of law, is that they think it's just going to encourage minors from drinking, basically. Um, But something that the sponsors kind of put out there to combat that kind of fear Um, they try to make the law, the proposed law, as narrow as possible. So the immunity would only be limited to three people. Um, That's one of the ways that they're trying to make this law pretty narrow. The person who called 911 and then two others, as long as they stay with that minor um, until the police show up. It also, the law grants police officers discretion to determine whether amnesty is appropriate. Um, So it's it's definitely a case-by-case situation when the officers show up um, you know, the number one goal will be to assess the minor who's in danger, and then after that, to look at the individuals who called, who stayed there, and whether amnesty is appropriate. And as a state law, then, this uh, applies in all jurisdictions. Every town, every community would, would adhere to this, or would communities be able to opt out if for some reason they wanted to? Exactly. It would apply statewide. Okay. Um now, I, I have been, as we've talked about it today, I've been kind of referring to this as a, a proposed law. It's a, a bill that I believe has been introduced and, and passed, but maybe you can update us on, on where this currently stands in the state of Illinois. Right. It was um, originally submitted in February um, to the House, and both the House and the Senate have passed the law. Um, right now it's waiting to be delivered to the governor's office. Um, they're expecting it to be deliver- delivered in the next three to five weeks, and then the governor will have 60 days to make a decision on whether he signs this into law or not. So it's definitely a very relevant, um, timely thing that we're discussing today. And it seemed to me that the the uh, the passage in each of the houses was was um, uh, by very significant margins. This uh, seemed to have support uh, across the board. Exactly. And as I said earlier, we would be the 30th state to pass this kind of law. So this is not something new. A lot of states... It started about 2012, and since then, the last couple of years, it's been something that a lot of states have taken notice of and implemented some type of amnesty policy. And we mentioned there are some people who may object to it. They may, you know, may think it encourages underage drinking. Um, whatever side of this you're on, if you are actually interested, is, is the the bill online somewhere? Can people kind of look this up and, and read through it and get a better understanding for themselves? Exactly, yeah. If you just want to Google um, the statute that it would be under, it's 235-ILCS-6-620. And the title is a Transfer, Possession, and Consumption of Alcohol, Liquor, and Restrictions. And in that bill would be the new um, amendment to that bill, which talks about the amnesty program. Okay, well, um, so we, we've got a situation here where it sounds like uh, the, the House and Senate have, have certainly done their job, and um, we'll wait to uh, to see what action the governor takes. Anything else about this? Uh, we, we talked about the fact that it you know, will be at the discretion of the police, and other acts and activities that might have gone on would still be eligible, I suppose, um, like anything, um, despite what happens from a legal perspective, there's always the opportunity for an individual to file some sort of uh, 
civil lawsuit if for some reason an injury occurred and and even though amnesty might have been granted that doesn't remove anything from the civil obligation Right. Um, I would say one more thing that I think would be really important to take notice of, and this is kind of the reason why I wrote this article and want to do this as part of my podcast, is that there's a big need to educate, um, you know, the citizens of Illinois if this law is something that's signed into um, the Illinois statute. A sad situation Mm -hmm. happened in Indiana. They had passed this kind of law, and somebody actually still ended up, you know, dying because their friend didn't know that there was a law. They didn't know that they would have any kind of immunity if they called. And unfortunately, a minor's life was lost because Mm -hmm. their friends were afraid to do the right thing. So I think that it's something that, you know, citizens of Illinois should be aware of. And if it does get passed, that it should be something that we're talking about and educating others. And um, I think the need to educate is probably the most important thing surrounding this proposed legislation. Yeah, I think that's a great point, and and uh, you know, obviously, every year there's a there's a new group of kids, you know, going into college or reaching a certain age where this becomes an issue. And and you're right, this will not only be a education point once the law is passed, but really ongoing. And there has to be a good program to support it. And and I think that's a great point. And certainly um, through the things that uh, that you do at Lavelle Law, the articles, the things we do on the podcast, and other places, probably a, a lot of great opportunity to continue to spread the word on that. Yep, I hope so. All right. Well, um, as usual, we're kind of right up against uh, time here, so I'm going to say a uh, very, uh, very sincere thanks to Sarah for being here. Obviously, uh, very uh, passionate about this particular issue, and it's one that um, maybe we can have her come back and talk to us about once we uh, uh, see what the governor does here in Illinois, and hopefully there is a, a positive solution. So many thanks to Sarah for her time, and of course, uh, as always, uh, thanks to you for listening. We appreciate people taking the time to be a part of the program. Um, certainly uh, informative and enjoyable discussion today. If you want to follow up with Sarah, uh, you want to talk to her about this or other issues, 847-705-7555 or lavellelaw.com is a place to get more information. But once again, uh, do not hesitate to to give her a call and talk about this at 847-705-7555, and I'm sure she'll be happy to take some time and talk to you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. 